you're listening to the Sunny Days Podcast. I'm your host, Alex the Good Witch, a professional psychic, healer, and coach specializing in subconscious reprogramming, inner child work, and intuition development to help you create your happiest, most fulfilling life. Thank you for tuning in on this sunny day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sunny Days Podcast. I'm your host, Alex the Good Witch. I am a psychic healer and coach, and I am here with Ellie Rose Pierpoint, also known as Salt of Venus. So I will let her introduce herself to you. Hello, everybody. I'm Ellie Salt of Venus, just as Alex said, and I'm an astrologer. And I specifically focus on the cycles of Venus and goddess worship so that women can improve their self-worth and create the lives that they want, create the businesses that they want and have the relationships that they want. I love it. Awesome. And Ellie has helped me personally, like through her page. I found her um, from Instagram and I was just so called to, um, first of all, her just like aesthetic was like so beautiful and like magnetizing. Um, And then her memes were so relatable. And I remember, I've never told you this, but I remember that like when uh, a different like astrology thing was going on and I wanted to learn about it I would literally like type in your name on Instagram and see like oh has she posted about it because like I wanted to hear your like take on it to teach me what was going on oh my god I love that yeah (laughs) so yeah I've I'm a big big fan of Ellie's work I've even been in her um, money mediumship program which I highly recommend um I even did a testimonial on it you can check it out Um, But yeah, today we're going to talk mostly about the topic um, of the goddess, Um, as Ellie mentioned, like that is definitely her specialty. Um, And I want to talk about um, how a lot of us, you know, might view the goddess or maybe um, feel like inkling towards like goddess work and divine feminine work, uh, but maybe be hesitant for certain reasons. I know that I've had my own journey with it in the past. So those are things that we definitely want to um, talk about and clear up as well. (laughs) So like I mentioned with my journey of, um, you know, coming to the place where I feel confident and excited to be working like with the goddess. And I feel like that's right for me and comfortable for me. I started being very hesitant about it um, because one, I was so much not feminine <laughs> growing up. I would shop in the boys section. I would put my hair up into hats and beanies um, and uh, my favorite color was black and I had flames on everything. So I just like, as I was older, even though I presented more um, in feminine ways, the way that I always saw like the divine feminine being like advertised, um, it just always seemed like it was kind of the feminine that I wasn't, or maybe it wasn't true to my energy. And then I did have a mentor who ended up getting me into it. And um, a lot of her take on it was a reason that I ended up kind of growing out of this mentor um, was because I feel like she use a lot of the divine feminine in order to try to like control and manipulate the the masculine you know it was a lot with like um 
yeah, it was a lot with like partners and relationships and like, you know, you do this a certain way and it like makes this person do that. Mm -hmm. And I remember, yeah. And there was like very much like uh strict do's and don'ts that weren't necessarily what I intuitively wanted to do. Like, I remember I was dating my now husband and like, I wanted to like talk to him about like my psychic work and like all these things that I do. Um, And he was so interested and I felt so like accepted that he was interested. And she was telling me that not to do that because the feminine feminine needs to remain a mystery and that like he can never know those things and I must always be mysterious about it to like keep the attraction there. And I was like, I, that just wasn't me. It's okay if like other people are mysterious and like that's their vibe and that's what they want. But I genuinely wanted to have this kind of connection with my partner. And to me, it's like this genuine connection makes me feel like he, part of the reason why he's like, quote unquote, the one, you know? So I didn't want to like force me to not do that. But anyway, that's just an example. Um, now I've gotten very close to the goddess and the divine um, feminine energy. And yeah, I'd love to open it up to Ellie to get her perspective on kind of, um, you know, the points that I, that I've shared. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Where to start, right? Uh, yeah. So there is a lot of this kind of narrative out there, right? And to me, it kind of comes across as a little bit like the female equivalent of a pickup artist you know where mm-hmm. it's like you have to go through these things and it's like there are like whole forums of of men talking about how to pick up women and how mm-hmm. to do this and do this and do this and, it, and it, it's manipulative right like yeah. it's not it's not authentic mm-hmm. and so there is a lot of this uh this kind of I don't know how what to call it strategy mm-hmm. uh in kind of the uh, the I'm going to say divine feminine in quotes because mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel like that is actually divine feminine work I feel like that's more like uh how like how to how to get a high value partner and all this kind of like stuff right mm-hmm. where it's like oh uh you know be sultry and like don't um overshare and let him lead and like all of this stuff but it's completely I mean I don't really see it as like goddess worship mm. um I think it's I don't know what it is it's like in, in its own little <laughs> in its <Yeah>. own category <laughs> um because because when you think about it this narrative of like oh let the man lead be submissive doesn't actually fit in with what we have as a range of goddesses right mm-hmm. like if you went up to goddess Kali and you were like hey I'm being told like not to lead and to submit to a man and to not like share myself she would be like oh, what <laughs> this, this is not <laughs> you know yeah this, this is not um, at all aligned mm-hmm. with that goddess right and there are so many goddesses like when we talk about the dark feminine like Lilith and Inanna and Sekhmet and all of these goddesses that are so powerful Mm -hmm. like so powerful that they can destroy an entire world and yet we're being told to kind of like sit and look pretty and Mm -hmm. not say very much which never really sat well with me either Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's my like initial (laughs) it gives me the ick (laughs) yeah for sure that that whole whole thing yeah and like what you're saying like it very much reminds me of like it's almost more the divine feminine again in quotes really just being like let's push us further and further into gender roles right yeah, yeah it's very patriarchal mm-hmm. yeah it's like get back yeah. in the kitchen and yeah. and be in your divine feminine and it's- exactly <laughs> it's so weird because it, with spirituality you'd think that we'd be like transcending that and breaking that and 
you know, you are when you, when you go into what would be the true, like divine feminine and goddess work and things like that, um, definitely almost needs like separate names. They're so, they're so different. And I can see why me, and I'm sure a lot of people, um, are afraid or hesitant to, um, approach it, even if they feel somewhat called because there's just so many different ways that it's being, um, portrayed, right? So it's about kind of finding the way that's actually that use the word authenticity, like that authentic way to step into all of that amazing, you know, spiritual power. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, maybe I am helped by the fact that I'm an an astrologer. So Mm -hmm. I see like that everybody's different anyway. Right. So like it, it might be that that really works for somebody and, Mm -hmm. you know, for certain people, they really like to kind of get into this like sultry kind of like uh, receptive kind of place where that, you know, then they are quite submissive and they are like, you know, doing all of this kind of work and maybe that works for them, but it doesn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where the, the problem is, is that it's like being offered as like a blanket for all you know feminine creatures if you behave like this you will get this this this, and this but Mm -hmm. as you found it doesn't work for you right and it doesn't work for me either because it kind of made me feel like um yeah like you have to hide or change certain parts of yourself because it's not feminine right I keep doing Mm -hmm. these quote marks (laughs) yeah Um, but as we've seen the feminine is like multifaceted like Mm -hmm. you can't you you can't boil it down into like one thing really Mm -hmm. so with the feminine being multifaceted um what then to you would be an example or just represent stepping into the feminine um versus stepping into all you know like since it's so Mm -hmm. multifaceted what then makes that difference or nuance from um you know I guess the contrast being like the the masculine Totally. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like if it's multi if it's so multifaceted, mm-hmm. like what is it? Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what that that's why I think it gets called the mystery a lot. Like when we talk about like the women's mysteries mm-hmm. or like um being in service to the mystery, because it is kind of almost unknowable. Um, and if you get kind of like really esoteric about it, we're kind of going into like goddess Kali being like the energy of a black hole, it's chaos, it's the liminal space, it's death and rebirth and everything, right? And you're like, okay, yeah. so how do I like bring that into my life and like Uh actually embody it right Mm because it's very high level esoteric stuff so for me I uh because I mean I've spent a lot of time in India and Nepal and like in Hinduism so for me I always come back to this idea of Shakti being like movement and life and vibration Mm -hmm. and so when you're in your feminine you are very much in devotion to life Mm -hmm. so you know little little things that I do like you know every time I drive past the ocean I say to her that she's beautiful because I see the ocean as like this living thing and that's kind of like a, a a little kind of way of just being like devoted to life where it's Mm -hmm. like wow look at life Mm -hmm. here right now in this kind of um uh, manifestation Mm -hmm. and look at you know look at the movement and the vibration and like everything that is being and and kind of you know like when you when you move your body you're like oh yeah I'm like inviting in Shakti I'm inviting in movement and I'm inviting in life and so for me I think being in your feminine is being kind of um it very very aware of life flowing through you 
Yeah. I, I'm like so mind blown right now because right before I hopped on here <laughs> with you, I literally made a note that I wanted to talk about, not even on this podcast, because I honestly didn't think it was relevant. I didn't bridge what you just said. Like you just taught me that, but I wanted to talk about like animating animating like things and animating life and like how that's been such like a helpful thing for me like just like completely what I thought was a separate topic but that's exactly right like like to me like all those things are like alive you know like when you say like hi ocean you're so beautiful like I I say that when I go to the ocean I say bye every time I leave the ocean like yeah right (laughs) yeah and like that's so cool that I literally just randomly thought about like like, um, like animating things or, um, bringing life to things. Um, we're not bringing it really just like acknowledging that there is life, Mm. you know, through it, in it, um, with that being the, the feminine, I I love it. That makes so, that makes so much sense. That's so cool. Mm. Yeah. And then it, it kind of lends itself to all of the things that come under that, right? Like, so if you've got like honoring life and embodying life as the umbrella term, then underneath that, you've got like movement. So embodiment, when mm-hmm. you invite Shakti in and you move and you dance, right? It's yeah. incredibly feminine. That's mm-hmm. why we've had like uh, different kind of like temple dance and belly mm-hmm. dance and like all this kind of exotic dance being very feminine because mm-hmm. movement is is the kind of, um, it is the feminine. Yeah. And then you've got beauty. Mm -hmm. beauty is also something that is considered to be associated with goddesses and the feminine and that's kind of like like what do we find beautiful we find nature beautiful we Mm -hmm. find um you know babies beautiful Mm -hmm. like these are all like life right so I think it is very much a celebration of life Mm -hmm. for me personally yeah oh my gosh I love it I like Okay, you're totally tapping me into the energy right now and like how um I feel like that that's spot on with like encapsulating how it's so dynamic, you know, and not just like this this one note feminine that's really more like gender role. Um, because you uh-huh. feel that, you know, you feel how like cities are more masculine, but it's they're very like, you know, tall buildings and cement. It's it's not it's not movement, you know, and of mm-hmm. course you can find the beauty um that comes through you know and like different like the feminine energy and the goddess throughout that but like just the difference between being like at the ocean you know or being in nature or being like inside or just staring at like a skyscraper is like very different energies yeah 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 totally and I mean, coming back to to Hinduism again, you've got this concept of uh, Shiva and Shakti. Mm -hmm. And so Shiva is meant to be like the witness and Shakti Mm -hmm. is like is movement and creation and vibration. And so when I've been to places that have like a lot of nature, like I live in the jungle right now in Thailand and there's and it's so feminine. It's Mm -hmm. like there's like butterflies everywhere. There's like like leaves and the sunlight comes through and it's just like these kind of places really light me up. Mm -hmm. But then I've been to places that are considered to be um like the home of lord shiva like the himalayas mm-hmm. and when when you get quite deep into the himalayas there's not a lot of trees mm-hmm. and it, it is very silent and it's for meditation you've got yeah. like all these kind of um this history of yogis going there mm-hmm. to like meditate and connect with lord shiva mm-hmm. and it you you can feel that it's not really a necessarily highly feminine place it's mm-hmm. like very kind of like quiet and still yeah. whereas I and I love it I mean it's mm-hmm. mind-blowingly amazing up there it's mm-hmm. magical but for me I need to be somewhere that is like kind of busy and like full of life you know yeah. like I need to like be, be back in all the trees and the butterflies mm-hmm. that 
that suits me better as like a, a fem- very feminine person yeah oh my gosh that's so that's so amazing like just I I'm just opening up to like so many things like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I went deep quick <laughs> I love it like with the yeah with the masculine um energy being like that stillness and everything because you know in that same token with the same line of thinking that really puts like femininity and that kind of work into like the gender roles you know it also puts like the masculine in these roles um too and like a lot of those are roles that we don't really like or appreciate either um so I love how when we see the feminine like as movement it's like you know the masculine is also that like stillness and that like Mm -hmm. um that very like stable still um and that's obviously so important and so needed and also just as much like this sacred energy um yeah that's so beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. and I I I think I mean I this kind of comes with a disclaimer always that we all have masculine and feminine within us Mm -hmm. right so like you know like just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I'm like highly feminine right so so this is this is like part of it but I do think that you can kind of feel uh, when a when a man has not kind of integrated his masculine mm-hmm. in that he's kind of a little bit like all over the place, like yeah. his energy is like not not contained. And so I've always used this uh, metaphor as like the pillar. Like if a man is like a pillar, mm-hmm. then like oh, that is hot, you know, because it's yeah. like that guy has got like his energy contained like he knows who he is he's confident he's grounded (laughs) like and you know so then I can relax and I can feel safe and I think this is what uh, a lot of these teachings are kind of taking this uh, concept and running with it and then and then kind of maybe getting a little bit like uh, confused with these gender roles of like Mm -hmm. oh okay well if it's up to the man to like hold space then it's up to the woman to like do nothing and just be held and that's not necessarily what what it means you know it's just more (laughs) a case of like okay that dude's got his like masculine energy integrated and so therefore I can trust him Mm -hmm. to be like uh consistent and I can trust him to you know to to be able to hold himself Mm -hmm. that's really cool because that that person that hypothetical person that you're talking about could be so many different kinds of people with all these different personality traits and ways of thinking it's not like you know this masculine man like he is you know the leader and you know he like um you know, chases and fights and, you know, all of these things. And it's like, so in a box and it's like, no, like he could be, he could be like whatever, but like that, like you said, that healthy, like masculine energy is that pillar. And like, he knows himself and is confident in himself. Mm -hmm. And like, he has that like very like emotional stability and everything like that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, he could act quote unquote, you know, feminine like he could have quote-unquote feminine traits he doesn't have to be the leader he could be a stay-at-home dad you know whatever these Mm -hmm. things are could be anything under the sun but it's authentic to him like he knows himself and like is um and is able to really stay like uh strong and consistent in who he he really is Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And, and I mean, if the feminine is, is wanting to be witnessed, 
mm-hmm. by the masculine that mm-hmm. happens within us right so mm-hmm. you know are we witnessing ourselves are we witnessing our emotions or are mm-hmm. we repressing them are we allowing mm-hmm. ourselves to kind of to, to are we allowing ourselves to embody life in all of its facets or are we kind of like judging or trying to like mm-hmm. you know push certain parts of ourselves out yeah and so then that kind of like everything is a mirror right like every mm-hmm. relationship that we enter into is a mirror and so when we are in front of a man who has done that within himself as in like he has enabled himself to witness all of himself Mm -hmm. then he can do that with you too and he's not gonna gaslight you he's not gonna like tell you like hey you can't feel that you're too Mm -hmm. sensitive or this 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 right which is I think a lot of us have experienced Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like safety right in that you you have you've witnessed yourself Mm -hmm. and you know not fully we're all on a journey Mm -hmm. but you've witnessed yourself to a certain point where you are safe to embody your feminine energy within yourself and so therefore I feel safe because you can witness me and not try to change me or judge me oh my gosh that makes so much sense that's so cool like yeah if if they aren't able to like witness um and hold that space like for their own feminine energy inside you know like their their emotions and all and like changes and and just all of that then like how are they supposed to you know be able to accept and see you in that way they haven't accepted that part of themselves just like just like Mm -hmm. everything, just like all like parts within ourselves, like how if we're unable to really face them and accept them and work with them, like internally, like how would you do that on the outside? Um, This is Mm -hmm. so amazing how like um, feminine and masculine is being able to like explain these things um, because I feel like I've only had this explained like in other ways. And then feminine and masculine always seem to be like, like we were talking about just in this tangent, this whole other direction from what we're saying, you know, where um, it's like, oh, the guy's not supposed to have emotions and he's cold to his own emotions and he should be like unable to handle yours. You know, you're going to be way too much for him. And like, this is literally the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah, this is like radical self acceptance, (laughs) which is is very much the opposite. Oh my gosh, I love it. So I definitely want to talk about um, goddess work as well. Um, So Mm -hmm. before we kind of switch gears, is there anything more? um, I'm sure the feminine will come back up, but is there anything more on your mind that you wanted to to speak about about this? Uh, I mean, I think that all of this is potentially a reaction to where we've been for the past several hundred if not a couple of thousand years uh like I always describe everything as being like a pendulum swing so like if we've been too far in one direction we have to go like really extreme into the other direction before we find the center Mm -hmm. and so I think a lot of this stuff is coming out because we have become so aware of like gender stereotypes and how they're Mm -hmm. not serving us anymore and so we kind of have to like uh, I don't know like experience this this kind of like distortion um, mm-hmm. first before before then it's like oh actually that's not really working for a lot of us and you know a lot of us women that have listened to that narrative we kind of have to find our way back to the center again yeah and um, so yeah that's yeah thank you that actually brings up something that I definitely wanted to mention too and like um that was the an apprehension of going into like the divine feminine and tapping into that kind of like energy and that kind of like healing work. Um, 
is that embodying the feminine, thinking about that can be scary when we look at, like you said, everywhere we've come from with like gender roles and everything like that. I know that was something that I was definitely a fear of mine that would creep up whenever I would try to um, step into this work is that I was afraid to be seen as more feminine. I was afraid that that meant that I wouldn't be taken seriously, or I would be Mm. easily like taken advantage of and not heard or walked over, or even just like, if I was so radiant in that energy that I would just be like objectified. Um, And that none of that ended up being the case is the complete opposite. I feel like way more of a badass and confident and um, receive a lot more respect because I have a lot more respect within myself of this energy. Um, But yeah, what, like, what are your thoughts on, on that, um, that projection, you know, of, of how sometimes we think it will be stepping into the feminine? Um, yeah, so I mean, it's understandable, because we have lived uh, in a world that has told us that feminine energy is weak, and has uh, made it so that it has to be almost right where like we couldn't get certain jobs if you're a woman, and um, you kind of almost had to act masculine in order to get ahead, because you were competing against men for the same jobs. And so it's, it's kind of conditioned us to believe that feminine is weak. Mm-hmm. Um which again is kind of taken out of the context of the of you know the true entirety of the feminine and when you think about how the feminine is like creation itself that doesn't seem very weak right Mm -hmm. so I think that this is a natural um, reaction to our conditioning that we've had and that's why we're seeing so much uh, popularity of this divine feminine work now because you know people are like actually we're kind of tired of that narrative Mm -hmm. um and has that answered your question yeah yeah it does I feel (laughs) like it's the knowing that like it is a whole different narrative a whole new narrative Mm -hmm. um you know um assuming that we're tapping into the divine feminine for what it really is not that in quotes you know what what people try to advertise and teach as the divine feminine that is just more gender roles but going into more of like um you know like Ellie's kind of work and the work that we're talking about is um is not in that same direction mm-hmm. that we're coming from. It is so much more of an empowered place and you can on your, in your attributes and in your like interests and like how you show up can be however you are, you know, like me stepping into mm-hmm. this, didn't make me um, any more quote unquote feminine on the outside. Like I still um, am like super like into sports and athletic and like, um, you know, act in all these quote unquote masculine ways. Um, mm-hmm. but I like internally feel so much more confident, um, and authentic and embodied. Um, and like, that's the, the energy that I exude comes from that place. It's not about like outside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about like outside actions, you know, like you could still wear a <laughs> suit, right. And like be, and mm. be that. Mm-hmm. 
yeah yeah well and I mean this is actually you've you've picked up on what I on what I dropped so yeah. it's there there is a there is a difference right in the performative feminine that we're seeing mm. quite a lot of where we're being we're being told that you know if you kind of uh, are very sultry and you wear certain clothes and uh you kind of do a lot of deep sighing and you're kind of very like sexual and very open and that's okay if that's yeah. what you know somebody wants to do mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily what we all have to do mm -hmm. um and it can it can be a way of almost like bypassing a lot of um, what is the kind of true felt mm -hmm. embodied sense of of being feminine which you touched on because it's an integration that happens yeah. like within us mm -hmm. it's not not about what you wear or mm -hmm. what you do for a living or what kind of partner you date or mm -hmm. you know any of this really it's very much about how you feel like within yourself mm -hmm. and so I think you can kind of actually tell who has uh, quite integrated uh, feminine in that they do feel a safe person to be around and they do feel kind of compassionate and, and calm whereas a lot of uh this this world and I don't want to be too shady <laughs> but I have gone to have gone to a lot of events and a lot of kind of in-person things where I felt kind of um that it was it was not very empowered it was it yeah. was kind of competitive mm -hmm. and that there was a certain look that you had to embody mm -hmm. and I mean I'm in um I'm in Kopanyang which is like very like divine feminine there's lots of like tantra workshops there's lots mm -hmm. of like uh you know and and I don't go to a lot of it <laughs> I'll be honest because of this because yeah. of this problem right mm -hmm. where where it's like oh well you know you you haven't dressed that way or you haven't acted that way and therefore you are not divine feminine and mm -hmm. and then it becomes like um a popularity contest almost of like yeah. you know who can be the most feminine and mm -hmm. uh like who, who can look the most like a priestess or mm -hmm. like you know and there is a lot of this online um yeah. which I uh, yeah and like I said I don't want to be too shady but mm -hmm. a lot of it is kind of performative and mm -hmm. just continuing on this patriarchal message that women mm -hmm. are meant to look a certain way and that women are meant to be something and mm -hmm. you know and also the message that the feminine is only for women which is not true yeah. either mm -hmm. yeah it's so true like I even like the more I've been able to embody the divine feminine like uh, the the more like I don't even like want to wear makeup sometimes or like I felt like I had mm. to before like and of course it's everyone's own personal journey but just saying it doesn't mean that you are even more tied to these like performative mm -hmm. ways that's a perfect way of putting it the performative um ways of like showing that you're quote-unquote feminine um like the more truly like feminine I've been able to step into the more I'm like down to wear like super baggy clothes where before I felt like obligated to like I would put on an outfit and it's like if it didn't show off like the way that my body was in like a good like attractive way then like yeah. I didn't feel attractive or I felt like you know I wasn't you know dressing as like my best self or you know if I didn't like put on the makeup or do my yeah. hair and like I used to not wear glasses outside because I felt like I you know I wasn't pretty when I wore my glasses you know like ever since yeah. I've been able to like be in the divine feminine it's so interesting how all of the quote-unquote feminine ways of like showing up physically um have totally fallen away and I just get to do whatever I want and like I feel even more feminine and just like really baggy like not cute clothes no makeup I've got glasses and like 
I'm, I'll walk outside and people look at me the same as I do when I'm all dressed up. They look at me like I'm mm-hmm. just as nice or empowered or even cute, which is so funny. I'll tell that to my husband. I'm like, I don't understand why people are acting like I'm just as cute. Like, you know, I didn't used to feel that way before. I'm like, I look like, like I rolled, I look like a mess right now. Um, but it's just the whole energy. If it's your energy, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and it's 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 interesting as well because it's like we're we're kind of going down the path in in that uh this kind of talking about how we should wear certain things and we should act a certain way we should look well you've got to wear makeup and you've got to wear like a figure hugging outfit if you know and and that's going down the route of divine feminine for the male gaze which is bizarre to me because it's like okay but that isn't isn't that like the complete opposite of what we're meant to be doing Mm -hmm. um and to kind of tie that in with what I was saying before about like okay Lord Shiva is the witness and we Mm -hmm. want to be witnessed by the masculine and and it's true it is wonderful Mm -hmm. to be to be witnessed by the masculine but Mm -hmm. that needs to happen internally first it's not not an external thing it's not like if I wear this then I'll be more feminine and then men will find me attractive like that's uh that is not witnessing yourself internally like like you said right like if you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. in your glasses and Mm -hmm. you know and you're like baggy outfits and you have witnessed yourself internally and you're like oh yeah I like accept myself and I've Mm -hmm. got this and you go out that's hot that's Mm -hmm. so much hotter Mm -hmm. than somebody who has said oh how do I look in this and Mm -hmm. you know okay does does this make my waist look too you know small Mm -hmm. and you know all of this kind of stuff and oh well you know if I tell him too much stuff then he's going to think that I'm you know too much right it's all this Mm -hmm. again too much not enough too much not enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we have we've we've had to struggle with for so long Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of just another version of that really isn't it Mm -hmm. yeah it really is and like I love what you brought up because it reminded me like full circle of how we talked about um the masculine being like that pillar you know and him being able to really witness like like his feminine internally makes him able to like um you know do that for you and then there's just like a healthier connection going on you know what you what you brought up reminds me of how it's like the same you know vice versa where like us within ourselves being able to truly like accept that um like we being able to witness our ourselves you know puts us out in the world and then like the way that we're being witnessed now or like the kind of witnessing that we're attracting like maybe we're like meeting you know potential partners and stuff out there in the world um you know is coming from a much different place to be able to do that internally first you know, it's a much different connection. Those are much different people um, that you are like attracted to and bringing in than mm-hmm. if you are just trying to do it the very performative um, way, then like you're getting the the attention or the looking or whatever it is from like a very, very different um, energy. Like how I noticed that when people think I'm cute, even in my pajamas or whether I'm dressed up, it's in a way that I very much appreciate. It's in a way that's very respectful. And it's a way where I just feel really like radiant. Like you said, I like you enjoy being witness. Like I enjoy it. Um, But it's not in a way where like before, before I was able to really like accept all this within me and have this, um, this inner divine feminine going on. It would be in a way where 
it's not fun. You know, like you're being mm-hmm. checked out yeah. in a way that you're, it's, it's creepy. It's attention you don't want. It's, it's a very, very different energy. And like the people doing it are very, very different energetically. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally totally yeah 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 and I mean even even if we kind of enter relationships in that energy of like oh well you find me attractive and I've tried to make myself attractive for you it again becomes like performance and Mm -hmm. you know like I talk about a lot uh, about my journey with people pleasing and Mm -hmm. I feel like that very much ties into this right of like uh, trying to be something for somebody it just ends up with uh, kind of at the beginning you're put on a pedestal and they think wow you're so amazing and then later on when you're like actually you know this is not fully me then it kind of all just goes wrong really doesn't it yeah. because you're like not entering you're not entering that relationship uh, or that dynamic with a kind of um, genuine energy right you're not genuinely putting yourself out there mm-hmm. so this kind of performative performative feminine is going to get us down the wrong path anyway mm-hmm. because you know the the kind of people that we attract or the kind of opportunities that we attract are going to be based on the image that we've presented mm-hmm. and it might not might not actually be who we are or what yeah. we actually want mm-hmm. wow yeah I love that I love that so I definitely do, um, cause I, I'm mindful of time as well. I definitely do yeah. want to, um, switch up gears. I mean, it's in the same, same topic, but I do want to talk about goddess work because, um, you're someone who has really helped me, um, get into goddess work in a whole different way, um, which then in turn helped me with like embodying the divine feminine and seeing that from a whole different perspective. That's, that's so, um, that's so much more magical and everything that, uh, it, it should be and really is. Um, but yeah, you're someone who's really helped me with goddess work. I, even the other day I was thinking of you because, um, one of the goddesses I work with is Aphrodite and um you know in greek mythology and i'm sure other cultures as well the the god or the goddess like doesn't just like represent that thing like they are that thing personified you know like besides like literally the ocean um so i was feeling like down i was feeling kind of like depressed and anxious and then i like called an aphrodite and then when i called an aphrodite really she is love and beauty you know, like she's not just showing mm-hmm. up beauty. She is love and beauty. So like, then I just felt this whole weight lifted off of me and everything I looked at was so beautiful. And like, I was so present and like, it made me so happy. And I just noticed her everywhere. You know, I noticed like the tree. And um. so anyway, like a lot of being able to have this kind of goddess work stemmed from um learning from you because in my past, I like learned from a place that wasn't the best um so I definitely appreciate the work that you do and I'd I'd love to hear you know your thoughts on goddess work whatever you want to start Ooh. <laughs> oh okay so um first of all thank you that's very nice yeah. feedback mm-hmm. um so I I got into goddess worship um like I said I was in India and Nepal and um I was going through a big breakup um and was just by myself I kind of broke up with somebody and was just in India by myself and so it was for me like a form of like throwing myself into something where I felt held mm-hmm. um and I feel like uh for a lot of us uh particularly for women we 
kind of uh need some sort of like guidance sometimes because of like all of the conditioning and all of the like uh trauma that we've been through that, that goddess worship is a way of like you said like tapping into something that's bigger than us that can hold us and can support us and can guide us and so then we get to feel like uh safe mm-hmm. I think um and mm-hmm. so for me goddess worship started as like something for me to like surrender to and feel like okay I don't have to know everything I don't have to uh, make all the decisions you know I can I can just like literally like put my hands up and be like lead me mm-hmm. and so I spent like several years traveling around following signs which sounds like madness and a lot of my friends thought that it was at the time <laughs> like what do, you, what do you mean you're going there because of a sign from the goddess what are you talking about you know yeah. but for me for me it was like uh just a way of like not having to have so much responsibility all the time because I had been you know an overgiver codependent I was uh you know in a relationship with an addict and so you know there was like so much weight on my shoulders and so Mm -hmm. when I turned to the goddess in whatever form uh it was like yeah I'm like taken care of you know I can I can just follow something and and um give myself to something Mm -hmm. and uh feel supported yeah that's so cool because I feel like the way that you get there is so authentic whereas in the past like I've learned that when you you know like work with a goddess like you're supposed to you know be like in receiving mode and and all of these things and I would try to like make myself in receiving mode um but what you were saying and like what my journey was as well it's like you connect with the goddess and like you um you know like you said you like kind of throw your hands up and you're like I am ready to be like helped and supported um and like through that you end up trusting you know and you end up receiving um and it comes in like a more authentic way instead of like forcing yourself you're like okay so I'm supposed to be like the receiver (laughs) you know like but forcing yourself to receive is so counterproductive because like receiving is the trust and allowing um so yeah Mm -hmm. I love the way that you that you described that and how you did that and then you were able to follow follow her around um and live your life that way Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I I always come back to this idea that the goddess is like the divine mother. And Mm -hmm. so if it's our mother, then like you can't do any wrong. Um, And I mean, there's uh, there's something in the in the Bhagavad Gita where Lord Krishna says, like, if you come to me like covered in mud, like I'll still accept you. Like it's basically like like God, goddess, divine, whatever you want to call it, will always accept you no matter how you come. Mm -hmm. So this kind of uh, idea it makes it a lot easier for us to just be like okay well you know I can tell uh, divine all my secrets I can mm-hmm. I demand stuff sometimes sometimes I'm really bratty about it and I'm just like I want this thing now why haven't you given it to me yet <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then I'm like later on I'm like oh I'm sorry okay uh-huh. here's some chocolate like you know I behave like a brat but like it is like a mother right like uh, there's something that's bigger than me and mm-hmm. I am in constant communication with it Mm -hmm. and I don't have to filter myself Mm -hmm. or censor myself because it's god it's goddess like you know we we are like a little divine kind of child Mm -hmm. Uh, and so yeah I think that that's like a a nice way 
to to ease yourself into devotion because mm-hmm. if if there's too many rules mm-hmm. then then it, it it's it's very hard to have faith it's very hard to like have devotion because it's like again like coming back to this idea of the feminine like oh only if you do this 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 and this are you accepted yeah um which just perpetuates the performance and perpetuates the people pleasing and the inauthenticity and the self-rejection mm-hmm. which um is the opposite path right yeah oh my gosh yeah because like the goddess devotion has totally helped me with my healing of just like childhood wounds of like you know being like mm-hmm. bad or like being afraid of being punished yeah. and then also my like religious wounding with that same thing because like that is how um the the divine was seen as kind of this all like punishing um you know there's all these right and wrong ways to do things so it was so healing for me to come to what you were saying as like feeling this like unconditional um mother you know that it's like I you know, every thought in my head, like every action that I do, or even if I come right, like all upset, it's like, why isn't this happening? You know, like that all of this is, I am still held. I'm still accepted. I'm supported. Like nothing can, nothing can change that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really healed all of those, like um, really big, like punishment um, kind of rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that that is like the journey of devotion. Like at at first we kind of feel a little bit silly and we're like, okay, I'll give it a go. And then after a while it starts to get exciting. And then after a while you're just like, oh no, I'm just completely safe in this world. And like, you know, as much as I'm, I'm still going to have the same kind of complaints and, you know, I'm going to get bratty sometimes and be like, why isn't my life how I want it to be right now? You know? And it's not that, that you have, um, I don't know I mean you are blessed and you do have a lot of magic and miracles in your life but like you still struggle right but it's like the knowledge that you're always going to be held in the struggle yeah and that's why I I really like uh, dark feminine work and you know work with the dark goddesses like Kali and Lilith and Inanna is because you know when you go through a dark time it's like oh well it's, this is okay I'm just in the time of you know the the dark goddess I'm going to be held oh. uh, goddess Kali will lead me through it you know and we don't reject the the suffering or we don't reject the um sadness or whatever we've got going on within us as human beings because it's yeah. always going to come right yeah that's so cool because like it really puts um you know the the goddesses and this kind of spiritual work like in that unconditional um ness for lack of a better word because yeah. I think there's so many ways that we that it's already conditional and then there's a lot of spiritual like work and teachings that um really make it even more so conditional like you know that avoids the the bad times and like it must all be good we're trying to make it all good we're trying to make it all amazing and perfect all the time and um no we want to be happy all the time and like good vibes only um but if it's truly that that like divine you're held you're supported um that kind of like connection then yes there's you know there's struggles and there's pain and there's all of these things um and that's all okay and you're you're held through it um and you're able to accept it and you're able to look upon like how you're saying um you know certain goddesses or different entities that like that's um that's what they do and like that's what they're that's what they're here for Mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh that's so beautiful I love that um yeah I think that's so cool because I know that um like I mentioned I've learned 
through Money Medium with you. And um, that really helped me with the concept of um, like the underworld and then just also um, other types of um, goddesses and entities that aren't necessarily like what you would just see as like, oh, it's like light and beautiful, you know, it's like the harder things um, that are so put as like bad or evil or like we want to avoid it you know um in society and not seen as like mm. it's just like a natural part of life you know so there's no point in trying to like not have pain ever or like not ever die you know like things that are just yeah. such, like a part of life and they don't have to be like quote-unquote bad or anything at all um so yeah, it's it's really amazing how um like goddess devotion can help uh help bring us through uh accepting all these different aspects of life in a way that really like calms our nervous system, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. that's how I feel yeah. with it. Yeah, like there's just like this yeah. underlying calm for like even if I'm stressed, even if there's shit going on, even if like I'm overwhelmed, whatever it is it's not like those things disappear forever, but like there's this baseline underneath of just like, I'm okay. It's okay. I'm supported. This all passes. Um, yeah. That, that being held instead of like going through that and not being held and feeling like you're flailing or drowning. Right. It's, it's so different to go through something and like be held while you're going through it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think this is why we're seeing like this return of the feminine and people mm-hmm. being very interested in goddess worship. And, you know, you can see it all across the internet, right? Like, it's really um, a, a big thing that's happening. And yeah. I don't think that that's just because it's trending. I think that that is like a genuine need that we have in our society to uh, kind of go back to a way of accepting the things that come with the feminine and if you if you think about uh the kind of things like childbirth and death and these are all like things that come under goddess worship feminine right but they are things that are quite um a little bit taboo almost right like they can be gruesome they can be um they can be shocking they can be uncomfortable they can be painful they can be traumatic and so as a society we've like tucked them under the rug and gone like oh no these are things that you know we don't want to talk about uh, menstruation we don't want to talk about death we don't want to talk about um uh, you know sadness and and all of those things right so we'll just kind of like tuck them under and we'll focus on this uh, kind of very masculine god right which you know i could go off on a tangent here but like the mono monothelitic gods of like uh you know just having one and it's a masculine god and so we're all focused on ascension and we're all focused on like okay how do we rise how do we rise above Mm -hmm. the material how do we rise above our bodies how do we rise above childbirth and death and pain and you know all of this stuff that's like very human and so in that we have kind of like rejected a lot of ourselves and then told ourselves that like, you know, oh, well, I'm wrong and I have to be kind of like perfect and love and light and mm-hmm. presentable. But the feminine at its core is not presentable. It's like, yeah, it's wild and unkept and wow, chaotic yeah. and and dark and challenging. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so when we return to the feminine, which is what we're seeing, it's like we return and we reclaim all of those things. And we're like, I'm not going to repress all those things anymore. I'm not going to like, you know, tell myself that I'm wrong for having pain or I'm wrong for going through a depression or you know that I can't talk about um these things these bodily things you know I can't be a body so I 
I think that it is a very healing thing that we're seeing um, in society, but it's definitely going to be very confronting mm -hmm. because of the things that it contains. Um, and that's why I think that a lot of what we've talked about with the kind of performative feminine, it's like, if you haven't got like the blood, guts and gore, then then it's not the feminine, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. That's such, that's like, oh yeah. If you don't have like the, <laughs> you know the blood the blood guts and gore the the the, the ugly crying like the right. you know then you don't have the yeah. it's you're blowing my mind so much because like you're showing me how much I've been doing feminine work the whole time and not knowing that that's what it truly was because my whole yeah. stick, my whole thing is like you um is like bringing like spiritual like um empowerment and spiritual gifts but like knowing that like you can't fully get anywhere without like looking at like things like um like the subconscious and your human and your human experience and like working with all of these things like getting you know getting into it like going into like the blood guts and gore like you were saying like you can't just try to rise 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 you're not going to you're not going to get anywhere with just that. Like you need, they work yeah. so hand in hands together. Um, and like all of that needs to be, you know, um, seen and like worked with and loved and accepted and like, you know, walked forward with together. Don't just try to leave it behind, push it to the side, um, you know, get rid of it, kill it off. So that's so interesting that you just described what I've been doing forever, like in my work. And I, I never saw it as, as feminine work. So that's super cool. Um, and just, yeah, super validating personally that I've been, that I've been called more and more, um, to this kind of work because I'm already doing it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think that that could, um, yeah, a lot of us can say that. Right. And, and that's why, um, this kind of like gatekeeping attitude yeah. of like, well, you know, if, if you wear this and if you if you behave like this and if you do like this, that's being feminine. Mm -hmm. It's like taking it outside of us where we already know how to do these things. Like it's already very intuitive, like you said, right? Like a lot of the stuff yeah. that I talk about, even astrology, actually, mm -hmm. a lot of the time when I talk about astrology, like I'll have a friend to be like, oh yeah, I just did this, 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 and this. And I'm like, that is totally aligned mm -hmm. with the astrology that's going on right now. And they'll be yeah. like, I didn't know. It's like, <laughs> we already know right like we're already doing we're already doing the work we're already always doing the work whatever the work is I don't know I don't know if I like the phrase the work I might have to change that you know yes. because it's not work it's yeah. just being right? yeah the the experience <laughs> yeah yeah we're already doing the experience yeah so yeah like when you get told from like a I guess um very conscious uh kind of like model then mm -hmm. you kind of go oh okay well I'm already doing that Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just do it a little bit more. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, I'll lean, I'll lean into it. And like now with the awareness, like you can just really get a lot more um like hands hands-on with it, you know, and like dive into mm -hmm. it. Um, which is so awesome. So speaking of diving into it, I know that we're gonna be wrapping up. So um, is there anything that you want to share or leave people with as far as um, you know, like goddess devotion goes, or even going back to um, like divine feminine energy. Is there maybe like a a, a practice or um, just you know some final thoughts on how to kind of be more aware of this journey and take some steps on it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I would 
say that the most important thing that you can do is come back into your body because uh, especially especially for women uh, because we have a whole kind of uh, generation several generations of people that are dissociated and, and disconnected from our bodies and it kind of goes hand in hand with the feminine because if the feminine is movement and we're we're not really embodied we're not really moving and we're not really inhabiting our body then we are not really connected to our feminine energy and you know a little bit disempowered and we're that's when we start kind of being able to not able to uh when things can condition us when we can uh, be manipulated when we can be like um kind of like moved to towards the the narrative of somebody else and so when you come back into your body by moving it and you know there isn't really any right way of moving your body it's just you know dance stretch jump move you know just just get in that body mm-hmm. um then to me that is a way of connecting with the goddess and so I uh, have developed a practice where I actually channel through that as well so I like invite the goddess like please move through me and give me guidance and so then when I kind of do this embodiment practice then I actually receive guidance of like okay now do this in your business or you know uh, now go to this place or you know here's a here's a vision of something that you could do next and so it really does open you up to healing, uh, to channeling, uh, to devotion, connecting with the goddess. So yeah, for me, I think number one thing would be get back into your body because like we said, it has been completely like um, overlooked and um, disconnected from. And so yeah, that I think is probably the most powerful thing that people can do. Yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm going to start doing that <laughs> in my right. morning instead of just like channeling like still like I'm like, well, I, I got to be moving now. I'm so into it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it totally works. Yeah, thank you. Okay, cool. So um, we're going to be headed out, but I definitely want to let Ellie share where you can find her, what she's got going on, um, how you can work with her on these things, how you can learn from her. So go ahead, let us know. So I do coaching and I use uh, astrology, embodiment, goddess worship. These are like my modalities. And uh, I have a business coaching coven, I like to call it, because we are a group of very magical women working on businesses. That's called Wild Feminine Leadership. And so I teach uh, this embodiment practice to channel guidance on how to run your business, which Mm -hmm. I find to be a much more freeing way of doing entrepreneurship, right? Is like, I always say, goddess is my business mentor. Yeah. And um, so I teach people how to do that. And uh, that goes hand in hand with at the moment, I am running a class on how to make memes Mm -hmm. and how to channel the collective. So uh, how to kind of like find your unique energetic signature and kind of read the collective and do it in like a divination kind of way. So I have that going on at the moment and um, I will open my readings again, I think probably early next year. Awesome. How fun. Okay. I, I'm so excited. You guys definitely have to check out um what she just mentioned, like the wild feminine leadership and the prophetic memes. I've, I've looked at them both and they seem so cool. Um, And if you check out Ellie's page, like you'll, you know, she is the person for this Um, as you obviously channeled it, you know, like the, um these programs picked you 
but yeah, I'll have that all yes. in the show notes. Yeah, I'll have it all in the show notes for everyone. Um, and then with me, I'll put my socials on there as well. Um, I have my one-on-one -on -one coaching open. Um, that was the only thing that I somewhat mentioned on here. So that'll just be um, like what I'll put as my link. I do a lot of like subconscious reprogramming work uh, to help really align your conscious desires, um, what's truly meant for you, what you really want, um, and actually make it happen because you're getting into what's going on subconsciously that's holding you back and making sure that it's not happening and everything that just really wants to be seen and worked with hand in hand instead of ignored and <laughs> forced and try to drag along into where you're trying to go. So um, that's what I do. And yeah, thank you so much, Ellie, for being here. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. This was a really nice conversation. Yeah. I'm very inspired. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, so you're gonna have a great day too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, to everyone listening, thank you so much for being here and I hope you all have a sunny day. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunny Days podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and catch more of my free content by following me at Alex the Good Witch on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If this episode resonated with you, please take a screenshot, post it in your stories, and tag me on Instagram. I appreciate your time here with me today. Peace and love to you all, and I will see you in the next episode.